Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This is your host, Bad Luck Chuck. We back at it again for your AFC Championship game preview of Kingdom Cast. Uh, we'll be playing for our third straight Lamar Trophy. This is our fourth straight appearance in the AFC Championship game. So, I want to introduce the guys real quick. Uh, top of the screen is my guy, Country. Top right hand of the screen is my guy, Boogie. And we, gonna br- and we brought in a special guest from the other side. You know, they're coming into our turf this time. Uh, they from the Orange is the New Black podcast, the Bengals edition. Um, we'd like to introduce the bottom of the screen, Zim. And we'd like to introduce Ace Boogie to the bottom right of the screen. How y'all fellas doing this evening? Doing pretty good, man. I, I appreciate you all having us on here, man. Um, I think we're we in for a really good game, and I really like can't say it enough. I thank y'all for having us. Yeah, facts. Yeah, for sure. Yes, sir. What's up, Ashley? Here, you go, on, here you go, starting, Ashley. Here you go, starting, Ashley. <laughs> but nah, man, it was great to have you fellas on, man. Um, you know, me and Country, we got on y'all spaces last night. It was pretty lit. You had like over 450 people in that mug. So, yeah, man. It was a little, little back and forth, a little banter. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I enjoyed it, man. I had to respect what you guys had to say, you know, especially uh, playing it back this morning. So, I was like, man, why not invite these brothers, man? Respect their grind and everything. Um, I know y'all did an episode with TJ Hushmanzada. Um, I just listened to that one as well. You know, you guys did a good job on that. So, much respect to y'all. Appreciate it, bro. Yes, sir. So, um, <laughs> hey, RJ. RJ, what's up, RJ? RJ. <laughs> My man, up, RJ, RJ might work with like TMZ. That boy be spinning them narratives quick on you, don't he? That man really, he really in the bushes taking pictures of the people when they come out the uh, of the stores and all that. RJ was really like, he really about that TMZ life, though. Appreciate you, RJ. How you doing this evening tonight, RJ? But yeah, man, let's get into y'all background, man. Um, you know, first off, man, when did y'all become Bengals fans? Um, you know, how long y'all been Bengals fans? And you know, who who brought you on to being a Bengals fan in general? Uh, I think for me, like you know, I'm from from Cincinnati, grew up there, but I actually moved to Cali for for about five or six years. But I would still come back to the city, you know, every summer and stuff like that, and originally like when i started to like football i actually ironically um started to like like steve young and the 49ers and to and jerry rice when they were going off because i had no idea about the Bengals history i was so young and then also i loved barry sanders as well like that was my guy like and randy moss all of those guys the vikings and everything but it wasn't until like i moved back to cincinnati in like the year 2000 where i was really of age to actually know what was going on and football. And when I did that, I came back to the Cincinnati Bengals. And at that time, we had Dick LeBeau as the coach. Like, it, this was before Marvin Lewis. So this was Corey Dillon, Peter Warwick. Like, those were some of the guys that I grew up on. And obviously, like, when I first got there, we weren't really that good. And so, like, that made me a, even more of a diehard fan because I had to dissect and look into, you know, what what can we do to get better as a team? So that made me want to watch the draft that made me want to watch all of these moves happen. And then we get Marvin Lewis. And I remember um, we went like eight and eight and I just knew that something was going to change. And then you get Chad and then you get Carson and all of these things happen. So I was there from, you know, the ground up, whereas a lot of the older Bengals fans, they were there to witness, you know, the Super Bowls. You know, I was 
I'm I'm pretty seasoned myself. So I was like one year old. I was a one year old when that happened. So I didn't witness any of that. So I started off in kind of like the darkness in 2000. We started to have success in the early 2000s. Then we got to like the AJ Green era and we're starting to get even more established. Um, and so now with the Burrow thing and I just stuck through them, man. I just stuck stuck with my team from day one. Um, and now like we're at where we at. So that's that's really how it started for me. Um, for me, so age, yeah, I didn't grow up in Cincinnati. My uh, my father, he had ties to Cincinnati, and I had a family member um, who I've never. I got that's the one thing that the mystique, I guess, about my Zim Hude page is like there's a family member that used to play for the Bengals, but my stuff was a little outrageous sometimes, so I never wanted them to like group me with them. So I just always just kind of defer from that. So. I used to go to Cincinnati stuff like early on. I, when I got to middle school, I was a real big Cincinnati Bearcats fan. And then I would be in the city, especially like when we got to like, you know, like championship Kenya Martin, you know, DeMar Johnson, all that, you know, like that, that era. Right. So I would go to Cincinnati a lot. And then my love for the team just started to like grow. I started meeting way more people, started hanging out with the people and everybody just always showed me so much love. And then, um, I think, you know, like, yeah, early on, I was a, I was a fan, but I don't think I turned into, like, a big time, like, what I guess what they're calling probably, like, a super fan or something, until, like, Ocho Cinco just really just started, like, going crazy in the league, consecutively, like, being one of the top at his position. So that just, that, that you know, made it grow. But for me, I think I was just, I just had an interview, like, an hour ago, and I was telling a guy, I think, like, for me, I kind of aligned the Bengals with, like, my life a little bit in a weird way. Like where you feel like you're super talented, but you don't really get the respect that you deserve, or you feel like you're super super talented, but you just you you feel short in a lot of different spots. And as I got older, you know, I just grew, and then you know maybe my scouting department got better, or maybe my you know my field got better, or there have been different advancements where Cincinnati started off like pretty bad, and then they just got better and better gradually. Some some years they took some years off, you know, so. And I always kind of mirror it to my life. So it's 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 kind of weird. Like that I live vicariously through them. Sometimes when I tweet and stuff, I'll say, yeah, we or I. And everybody be like, bro, you don't play football. But I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I feel like I'm real in tune with the team. As it's gone on, I'm friends with like everybody on the team. Me and Ace have interviewed everybody on the team. AJ Green. Any, like, we've, we've got some real classic interviews and stuff. So as we grew and grew and grew, it just, it just kept on mounting up. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, and y'all had some talented teams in the past too. Like uh, you mentioned, how Osenko was on, uh, you know, the Bengals. I mean, y'all had a few playoff teams during that era. And I felt like uh, the year we lost to Pittsburgh when Carson got hurt on the first play or his first pass, I felt like that was the team that was gonna go to the Super Bowl. I felt like if he doesn't get hurt that game, that was y'all year. Yeah, but, man, um, 2005, but, bro. Whew. A lot of people would say the 2015. Now that's where Burfick and Pac-Man give, um, you know, how the penalties at the end. People talk yeah. about that part of it the most, but I think that 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 team. Ace is a 2005 guy. I like the 2015. I like 2015 too. Yeah, but nah, you like you 2005 are. more though, right? Like if you yeah, had to I, I did like I did like 2000. The, the I gave him a slight edge, but bro, the yeah. offspring of that team, like I mean, that's Tyler Eifert in his prime. That's you know, like Marvin Jones still balling in the league. That's like early Marvin Jones. Like th that team was loaded, like all the way, yeah, like especially the defense. So both of those teams yeah. really good. Yeah, 
Yeah, they was pretty loaded. Um, I think in 2015, uh, didn't Don't get, get hurt like right before that game? Yeah, he hurt his yeah, finger. Yeah. He hurt yeah. his pinky. His, his finger but trying me, to tackle but me, the me defender. <laughs> me and him are anti. Well, I ain't going to speak for him. I've been nah, super yeah, anti-Dalton. Nah. We anti-Dalton. Super. <laughs> so we, we were the people that led that. So Cincinnati is a loyal city, right? So for the most part, I think because of the mis- the misfortunes of the Cincinnati Bengals, because of what Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton did and got them into those consecutive winning seasons, it was a it was a range where the Bengals went to the playoffs six out of eight years. So everybody had this loyalty to Dalton, and he was underperforming. And for me, me it was always my goal to make sure everybody knew that you couldn't win a Super Bowl with them. So me and Ace took a lot of heat for that. Um, we lost a lot of followers, and then we came up with this crazy idea. And, I mean, not us, but on our own show, on our own platforms, we made it very clear the best way is to tank. And as luck would have it, the year that we decided or the organization decided to tank is the year that, you know, Joe Burrow's coming out. So it all worked like hand in hand because even the year before, like even before that, we were, remember, we were, I don't know about you, but I wanted Lamar Jackson bad. Yeah, remember we both he wanted Lamar Jackson. He fell all the way down the draft to the 27 and, and they thought we were going, they thought we were going to take him. But the Bengals front office was scared to take him at that point. And looking back at it, he would have failed in Cincinnati because he would have needed way more resources. He would have needed way – he would have needed the whole building to say, we're going to change this offense towards him, and it wouldn't have worked. But that that's that's how that went. But Joe Burrow, it just so happened when we were like, yeah, look, this thing is over. Blow it all up. You know, like lose games. They, the Bengals, you'll see like uh, mixing all these guys, they started shelfing them early. Like they had like a little a lingering like issue or something like that. Shelf the whole team. AJ Green, same thing. Shelf them early. So then lost all those games, came back, got Joe Burrow, and the rest is history. Yep, for sure, man. And um, you know, Joey Burrow, he's definitely the right guy for for y'all. Um, he's always been a gamer, you know what I mean? He's grown on me. Um, ever since you know LSU, like I had a lot of respect for him that year. That year he went crazy, won the Heisman, won the national championship, all that. So but let's get into y'all uh, podcast, man. Um how long have y'all been doing the Orange is a new Black podcast. Man, I probably say it's what going on three years now, Zim. Um, and so I probably say about three years. So like Zim was like the biggest Bengals like page on IG, like on Instagram. He was like doing his thing. Um, I at the time was like the biggest YouTube channel, and like a lot of our fans knew of each other, and they were like, you know, y'all need to connect or whatever. And so Zim used to do these dope things on IG Live. I think it was like the Players Lounge, right? And so he would go live with like people and then we went live together. I stepped in and we went live together and like everybody went crazy in the comments because they just couldn't believe that we came together. And I remember we did that and it was dope. And then I think like um, some Bengals fan or whatever came out with this list of like his favorite content creators or just people on there. And me and Zim went on the list and everybody was like, how do y'all not have Ace and Zim on the list? And, like, we talked to each other, and we were like, man, we about to, like, take over this whole who they thing. Like, let's do a podcast together. So then we started to do a podcast, and literally, like, our first episode, bro, no cap. Like, somebody emailed us, like, Cincy Jungle emailed us and was like, you know, we want to bring y'all under 
our umbrella like as a professional podcast and like you might not know it but like i don't know what the the chiefs equivalent would be it's probably like your sb nation chiefs thing but for us with the Bengals, cincinnati cincy jungle is actually like in a sense at the time it was bigger than bingles.com and so we knew that it was just going to take us and propel us to a whole other level and we jumped on there and like we had to get everything out of the mud so like when we first came up, like we weren't just handed interviews. We were told we were going to be handed some interviews. <laughs> it really didn't. It really didn't happen like that. And like you know, credit to Zim. Um, he went out and he started like getting us connected. And then you know, I would use my resources and people that I knew. And the next thing we knew, we had built kind of our own network and started to gain like so much steam that we were hearing like actual Bengals players and coaches were like tuning in and stuff like that. So it just started from there and we just kept pushing, man. It just, it's just been dope. Yeah. Much respect to y'all boys, man. Y'all grind, man. So that's, that's pretty big, man. Um, you know, it's crazy how uh, me, it was originally just me and country on this podcast. And, you know, as the, as the months went along, we brought Boogie along. But uh, in the beginning, you know, me and Country was going back and forth on Twitter quite a bit, you know, just bickering about the Chiefs and whatnot. <laughs> then all of a sudden, a couple people were like, hey, man, y'all should do a podcast, man. Y'all be going at it. And then, you know, me and Country talked about it, and we decided to roll with it. And, you know, today. How, how, how long ago was that, though? Um, it's, it's been about two years now. So, okay. like, so is that, that's, I mean, right when Pat was drafted? So yeah. like right 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 after Mm-mm. I guess. Yeah, after. Two years. Mahomes been yeah. here four years, yeah. After. So right, right after. Okay. So yeah, no. Nah, I was gonna ask you like when y'all were going back and forth, what are you going back and forth with if you got Pat Mahomes, right? <laughs> was it like but Alex was like versus Pat yeah, or like what that, that right before versus... Pat Mahomes? Yeah. yeah it started way before Pat Mahomes. It started <laughs> uh when Alex Smith got here actually. Yeah, I can see that. So who was who was pro Alex Smith and who was pro Pat Mahomes? Oh, that's country all day, man. <laughs> country was definitely Alex Smith guy. Like, I was an Alex Smith guy, but I knew it was time for Pat to have the keys, so don't try to change history, bro. What? Ain't nobody changing history, man. Uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just making sure you know that you was the Alex Smith guy. Alex Alex like, Smith, Alex Smith taught us how to win. And, and put us in a position. He took us to a certain level, and then when it was trying to hand it off, he handed it off to to the guy. And then we at where we at now? Yeah, he set the foundation. You know what I mean? He set the groundwork. You know, when Andy first got here and everything. And yeah, so you're right about all that. But you know, we got our guy now, and we could be any happier. So, but yeah, man. So let's let's go ahead and get to the bit of the game, man. Um, I know our injury report on our end, um, Tyron Matthew, he practiced again, but he's still not fully cleared from concussion protocol. Uh, Rashawn Finney, he's been practicing in okay. full. And um, Darren Williams, he's the only questionable one. I uh, Really? Okay. I know in the, last, I know the regular season matchup, Darren Williams actually had a good game, but I feel like this time they might rest him again and have him just get ready for the Super Bowl if we do advance. So I feel like it's going to be a Clyde McKinnon backfield again. But uh, <laughs> hold on. Hey man, y'all gotta tell y'all yeah, fans to relax, man. It's like real professional. They, they tripping. What they saying? <laughs> I mean, look, go ahead, Chuck. I was just playing, man. <laughs> go ahead. 
we'll get to that later. But anyway, we'll, um, we'll definitely get to. But what you guys going on y'all end on the Bengals part as far as um you know injury report and who's gonna be ready to go? I mean, well, for us, I think we for the most part, to my knowledge, we we don't really have. I mean, obviously you had Larry Ogunjobi, but that was a couple of weeks ago. He's already been on IR. I don't think we yeah. really have any any injuries that were too crazy. I know like Trey Hendrickson had a, a moment in that Titans game where he exited, it, but I believe he's been practicing in full all week. So I don't think, Zim, to my knowledge, that we have any injury concerns right now, do we? No, the only person that's on our injury report is Cam Sample, who uh, alternates as a three-tech with a, and, and kind of – he came into the league as a defensive end, but because of the rash of injuries, I think, to us early at the beginning of the season, I guess before the season even started, they asked him to bulk up, play a little bit more three-tech. Um, yeah, that's the only guy. He's got a hamstring that didn't practice in full. Everybody else is full, ready to go. So cool, good deal, man. So and some guys uh, yeah. on injury reserve, but you know they ain't here. <laughs> they not they not here on Sunday. Yep, injuries are part of the game, man. You know that's 100%. what these cats sign up for. So, right. but but yeah, man, let's go and get to it, man. Yeah. Um, you know, every, last night, you know, we all hosted the spaces. You know, the energy was turned up, uh, mainly uh, in regards to the regular season matchup. You know, you guys basically talk about how Joey B. Put up these gaudy numbers, you know, four sixty six and everything. And then um, we also got a new discussion about Josh Allen too, because I know Chiefs fans would comment Josh Allen like Josh Allen's the next one, and y'all wasn't going for that last nah, night. Man. Like, hey, nah. <laughs> we like, respect hey, Josh Allen, at- but yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what, what's, what's what what makes Joe Burrow better than Josh Allen? Realistically. What mm-hmm. makes Josh or Joe Burrow better than Josh Allen? I think the the IQ level. I think the way that Joe Burrow is able to come down and just analyze everything before a play, you know, the, the way that he's able to read defenses at the level that he has been doing it, I think is not is not like it's not normal. Like last week, I think Zim talked about it. His headset went out in that game against the Titans, like right before half, to the point where the coach couldn't even get play calls in. He's out there calling his own play calls out there on the field. And, like, ever since day one, like, Joe was already, like, in a sense, had the the right to audible into his own play calls and kind of do things that you don't normally typically see from a rookie, right? They usually get a leash. You're usually able to do that, but they really trust him with that. And there's just things as a student of the game that he can do, like him and Chase – they watch film uh, all – obviously, everybody watches film, right? But they break it down and they look at corner tendencies and things that they could take advantage of in the game, and you just see him do that. And I think another one was the Jaguars game that me and Zim were at. Um, if you noticed, he made that audible at the end of the game uh, for um, the game-winning – it set up the game-winning field goal, essentially, right? But he's so smart that he knew that one of the members on the staff used to work for the Ravens and was under that Wink Martindale tree and knew that the dude was going to send the all-out blitz and, like, literally changed the play at the line. So, for me, like, his his IQ is on another level than Josh Allen for me. So, you don't think that Josh Allen's legs balance that out a little bit? His legs are good. Like, he's definitely a better athlete than, than Joe Burrow, right? But we play in a division with Lamar Jackson. So, like, Lamar Jackson might have better legs than Joe Burrow, but he doesn't have, you know, the same IQ as Joe Burrow when it, when it comes to that kind of situation. 
I, I think, you know, one of the things that I think happened in the spaces a lot too is that for me, the the conversation about Josh Allen is not is not a conversation because I'm I'm a futurist in my thoughts. And to me, if you're looking at like what Josh Allen has been, what he inherited from that Buffalo team that Tyrod was already going to get him to the playoffs and all these different things that already happened, that Josh Allen was handed, unlike Joe Burrow, when he comes into and he has a two-win game, a two-win football team. And last, like last year, all the games that he played in, they're all close, like off the break. No, no, no on the bench. Go watch Jay Herbo. When we played Jay Herbo the first game of the season, he on the bench looking, he watching Tyrod. Jay, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow, no all season, none of that stuff. Comes right in there, throws the game-winning touchdown to A.J. Green. First game. First game of the season. They called it all, pass interference, Chargers win the game. But that right there set the tone for our whole entire season. When we go through, I'm talking about, like, whether it be practice, whether it's off-the-field stuff, whether it's stuff in the community, whatever you could think of from Joe Burrow, whether it's in our community whether it's in anybody's community, 100% is in lock, locked in and in tune with the city. So that's first and foremost. Then he comes fresh off out the gate. Whether he has a bad team or not, no complaints, never took down his offensive line, never said a bad word, anything like that. Had the keys to the car, but didn't even have a, a mechanic. He's <laughs> just out there driving a whip. And so every single game, super close, we go out there, dog the Titans. Go out there, go hand-to-hand – Go like go look at all of his games. He like is on his rookie season, so he set the tone. When he got hurt, I remember the week before that he said, "You know, it's a lot of people that's gonna talk about my game. Say I take sacks." He said, "I'm built like that. I'm gonna go into a spread offense, so don't get confused that it's gonna be a lot of hits taken on me. I apologize to the city in advance. Like I, I hate it's gotta be like that, but these are the circumstances that that we're, we're deal with. When I look at Josh Allen." From a skill level, from an arm talent who could throw the ball the furthest, who can run maybe a little bit faster, Josh Allen, who has a bigger run package, who can boot, who can do more RPOs, Josh Allen. But the mental, and that's the part that I'm just thinking, like, when we're talking long terms, we're going to be arguing these four or five quarterbacks for the next decade. It's always going to be Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. So I'm I'm just saying when we're talking about the top and the elites, whether you feel like Pat Mahomes is your number one clear cut every single year, he's got to continuously keep on doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it over every year because every single time there's a new Joe Burrow that pops up on the scene, every time there's a person that is coming to take the throne or whatever, the conversation is going to be had. By you being a Chiefs fan or whatever, you're always going to go with your guy probably for the most part if he's balling, right? And for me, I'm not going to say I'm always going to go with Joe Burrow. I just don't feel like the team itself was nearly as good as the Bills. And Joe Burrow is taking a four-win team and taking us all the way to the AFC Championship, something that Josh Allen has never done. Huh? He he just did it last year. A four-win team? Oh, you said a four-win team in the championship. He took no. He he was he inherited a playoff team. He he, he, he also has. He, he was ne- has. he was never he was never thrust into action like Joe Burrow. And well, it, he wasn't. He but, also but, wasn't but, like that. I, I want to say every, was his coordinator either. Everything that I'm saying is even or whatever. This is what my belief and my truth is. There, it doesn't make me right or wrong. This is just what I believe. 
I could show you every statistic like we did last night on the space. People will be like, I don't care about that. I could show you. There's a great argument for Joe Burrow to be MVP this year. There are some people that say, I don't care. There are some people that will actually listen to it. This is just my belief. You can have that conversation, but Josh Allen, we know coming out of college, he was more raw, right? We knew that coming out. So we didn't expect Josh Allen to start off. He wasn't a number one overall pick. We didn't expect him to start from day one. Joe Burrow was a Heisman winner, an NCAA champion. We knew he was more prepared to come into the league right now. So we know that. But Josh Allen is asked to do more. I think he has a better arm. He's proven to do it on multiple occasions in the playoffs. This is not his first year in the playoffs. See, that's why when y'all say that about Mahomes and arguing over that, Mahomes then went to the AFC Championship four straight times. You can't just do good one year and then be better than Mahomes because the standard has been set. Nobody has started their career like Patrick Mahomes ever. So that's why, not as a Chiefs fan, that's why I can't compare them to Mahomes. Mahomes is on another level, and then we got the rest of these young quarterbacks. Now, when we talk those young quarterbacks, Burrow, yeah, he can. we can argue he's won, but I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Like I said, he done been to an AFC championship, just had one of the best playoff performances, period. So I'm going to go with the consistency. Now, if Joe Burrow goes into Arrowhead, wins in Arrowhead, wins the Super Bowl, we're going to have a whole other conversation. But as of right now, mm-hmm. we, we can't put Burrow over Josh Allen when he – just doing what Josh Allen did last year, right? So one thing I'm going to ask you about, you said that Joe Burrow was expected to come into the league and do all of this, right? And, that and was after that was, that was after LSU. Before Joe Burrow had what? That was after 2020 LSU. 2019 LSU, Joe Burrow was considered to be like a fourth-round draft pick. And I really feel like if you would have thought about it back then, Josh Allen would have been drafted before Burrow until 2020 happened. So I feel what you're saying with the Wyoming thing, but Joe Burrow himself kind of came out of nowhere too. He like in 2020, that's when he just kind of shot up and became this person that he isn't. The other thing is this: I respect Pat Mahomes. I still feel like he's the best quarterback in the league, right? But y'all do have Andy Reid, bro. That's a big difference. And Josh Allen also has Brian Dable. We literally have like Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor, unproven, like. Coaches with no kind of resume, like Andy Reid, we saw what he did in Philly. We saw what he did with y'all with Alex Smith when he first got there. Y'all went straight to the playoffs with Andy Reid with Alex Smith as your quarterback. This is a dude that's always gotten to the conference championship. This wasn't like like Pat Mahomes wasn't the person that propelled Andy Reid into the conference championships. He was doing that with the Eagles, bro. But he, he never was doing won. that with the Eagles. He never won without Mahomes. That is, that's that's a fact. Mahomes that's a fact. Fixed a lot of Andy Reid's flaws from Philly. But you have to agree with me, bro. Andy Reid is one of the best minds in football. For sure, for sure. But when he was in Philly, what was we saying about Andy Reid? We was talking about Clyde he couldn't Andy. get it done. You were right. talking about he couldn't get the job done. Fact. So he did it with McNabb and Alex Smith. What was the difference? The difference, I think, like you said, it definitely comes with the quarterback because when he got to the Super Bowl with McNabb, too many turnovers in the in the in the Super Bowl. He had five interceptions or something, or five turnovers or something like that. Um, but yeah, Pat Mahomes is a hell of a player for sure. Yeah, so here's how I feel about the Burrow Josh Allen debate. Like, um, at the end of the day, Joe Burrow is better in the pocket. 
you know, he is better at uh, reading defenses from the pocket. Uh, Josh Allen has the better arm talent. You know what I mean? He could do mm-hmm. he could do a little more with his legs and stuff. But um, like Zim said, and Ace, I mean, I think I agree at the end of the day. Even though Josh Allen was spectacular in the postseason this year, I think long term, I mean, I would, I definitely would ride with the smarts of Joe Burrow. I think that would give him the edge just a little bit. But it's really close. You know what I mean? The AFC got the crop of quarterbacks right now. Uh, sure. The NFC, they kind of yeah, on the downside right now. So it's going to be a war. There's there's, there's literally no argument that anybody could legit, definitively say this guy is better unless I took Josh Allen, put him on this team, or, or I had these different circumstances because it's all circumstantial to a certain degree. So now we could go off of what these guys have done. Okay, but Josh Allen been in the league longer, so then that's not even a fair comparison either. So what I look at, so what I look at is the trajectory and how fast did we get here? We got here at light speed. Like Josh Allen ain't get here this fast. Yep. But if I'm playing devil's advocate, Aaron Rodgers got there fast, right? And then uh, the rest of his career, what we've been saying, he never got back to that high. Let's see. That's that's not a debatable. T- you know what I'm saying? That's nothing. Yeah. I can, I can't debate. <laughs> What we don't know. All I know is what we got in our face. I know that Joe Burrow just came here and took the lead by storm and ran through and came through the AFC championship game. And here we are. And you know what? Like, we we very similar franchises. Like, we had our down years. We had our success. We had our down years. We, we had our come up. I'm trying to get where y'all got this mentality of that traditional underdog from. Where, where, what happened to y'all? <laughs> Like, what happened? Why are y'all so? It's because, like, why are we so? Hold on, let him finish. Why are we wait, so wait, what? Wait. Like defensive, like, and so it's just like I don't, I don't. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hmm. put us, I'm trying to put us back to where we were. Like, I just never felt like my quarterback. I, I don't know, man. It's just weird. I, it's just like not, not y'all. I'm saying hmm. the vibe around. The fans around y'all, it's like it's like this respect card, and nobody likes us, and nobody likes Joe Burrow. He's the best that ever played, and and he's he's doing this and he did that, and oh my god, when he walked through, and I, and it's like, where's that coming from? I'm just like, what? what? He's nice. Joe Burrow is nice, bro. I'm not going disrespect. Uh, so, so let me let me let's let's do the reverse card. Say you in my shoes, right? You think that I'm, I'm about there. to come hold on, but like say say you me, right? You think that you're gonna wake up in the morning, right? And then come on some anything, right? You seem to be a positive brother, you seem like you know what the heck you're doing in life, right? Um, you think that you will wake up and say, Yeah, this dude just got me to the AFC championship and he just did all of these different things. And then you're going to wake up and then suddenly not be confident in him and then just I, and be like, you know what? Y'all got it. Like, I'm not built like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's no. just a weird proposition for me to say, like, I'm supposed to go high somewhere because we had success or something. I, I'm, I'm Maybe I didn't understand, like, no, what am I supposed no, to say no, that we no. suck? Uh, uh, y'all, but y'all confident, but y'all insecure at the same time, like. I'm, how, how can you do? Both? Oh, I, I would probably say like so. so here's <laughs> the thing with the Bing. Here's the thing with the Bengals, man. Like, 
we came you you asked about like the chip being on our shoulder right like the first thing is a lot of that really comes from the media narrative for real for me like they watch Joe Burrow. We all talked about. I think. I think uh, Chuck. I think you said it last night. It's like people forgot how good Joe Burrow was, and like when we came into this season, a lot of people looked at it and they never like people don't really watch the Bengals, bro. Like we watch every single game, and like if you really pay attention to a lot of Bengals fans, a lot of us to keep it real. Like we try to be level headed. We're not gonna try to overvalue people. We are gonna tell you who's trash and all of that. And so, like, like Zim just said, if you actually watched our games last year, whenever Joe was playing, we were in them games. Like, it wasn't like blowouts and stuff like that. Like, the national media would say, like, we're like the Jets or we're like, you know, the some of the worst teams in the league. And it's like, but you just seen us last year go toe-to-toe with these teams with a roster that was not good. You literally watched us get better. Joe Burrow's coming back, and you still got us winning four games. Like, there was no w- world for me where we would ever win four games. Like, we won four games with Joe Burrow getting hurt week 10. We won games with, like, Ryan Finley. And, like, we knew for a fact because, like, Zim has said this, and I pointed it out, for the last decade, the Bengals have been the most injured team in the NFL. That's why we don't talk about injuries anymore because every year it's, like, always been a major injury to all of our players. Like, and if you were to have Tyreek Hill nobody go down cared. and Travis Kelsey <laughs> go down and Pat Mahomes go down and then you get them back and they still say that you're about to win four or five games, you would be sitting there like, what are you even talking about? And so for me, like, it started with them saying we were going to win four games. All right, cool. That's That's what it is. Then we start winning. And they don't start talking about the other teams. When we go into when we go into Baltimore and put 40 on the Ravens and do all of that, they're not talking about us. That's actually that's when they first started talking about us. But then after that, we lose a game, right? We'll lose a game to the Jets or something like that at the last minute where we could have came back and won that game, but we lose that game. Oh, the Bengals aren't real and this and that. All right, cool. Then we go out and we beat another team. And they're like, oh, well, the Steelers, we're still going to beat them because we beat them all of these years. Like, they'll judge us and look at us like we're the Bengals when we had Andy Dalton and everything has changed. And they don't look at the talent and they don't look at Jamar Chase. They don't look at all of these things. They tried to say that Jamar Chase wasn't going to do anything. Like, they tried to say that he was just going to continue to drop balls even after this man would go over, go off for 200 yards. Like, the media, I would probably say, downplays this team the most. And, like, even when we got to the playoffs, they are like, oh, these are the same old Bengals. We're doing stuff that we never did before with Joe Burrow and Chase, and they still saying that we're really going to lose to the Raiders in the first round of the playoffs. Then after that, we've had a top-five defense this whole year. Derrick Henry's just going to run wide on them. Like, Ryan Tannehill is going to beat us. And, like, the media perception of the Bengals, they just never really give us credit. That's why Joe Burrow said at the end of the game, like, I'm tired of this underdog narrative – we, we beat a team like the Chiefs. Like, we have won double-digit wins this season. Why does it have to be that we're not even supposed to be here? We earned our spot in getting here. We had to go through y'all to even get through that, and we had to go through the gauntlet of the AFC North that is a division that's built with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns. Those teams are not garbage whatsoever in any form or fashion. All them teams and almost run. But this, never this, hold, on, hold on, hold on, Ace. Go ahead. They do the same thing to us every week. We're picked to lose. Every quarterback is the new guy. Josh Burrow's the new guy. And last week it was Josh Allen. Huh? 
They love y'all though. Pat Mahomes, like bro, they rock with y'all a lot. No, no, you gotta watch. You gotta watch. Vegas, you gotta watch. But you're right. That might just be my perception of it. So you said they usually pick no, against y'all. I feel you, but Joe Allen, Joe Burrow is supposed to come in and throw 500 yards. Jamar no, Chase is going to set the playoff record for yards against us, and our defense nah. is trash. Well, well all, he, all he needs is 20 more yards to get that record. You will never, you have never heard me, me or Zim say that at all. We don't think that he's just going to go in there and throw for five. Yeah, about no, to say you're talking that's... about the national percep perception uh, of the Chiefs. What? Yes. I don't, I don't think that. None of my friends think that we have a chance. Okay. I mean, that's cool. You well, I'm talking cool about friends, Skip Bayless. Stephen A. Sill, Smith. I, I know, I know, is, a lot of, I know a lot of people. This is, they, just <laughs> <started>. <laughs> they just started doing this because, like, none of them this whole season, if you go back to any of them people that you named, including uh, what's the dude on FSN? He got the show uh, by itself. Are you talking about um, Marcellus? Nah, nah, nah. You talking about Cowherd? Howard, all of, all of these dudes that's oh, talking oh, about oh, us oh. now, they were they all of them were saying we was gonna win four games, bro. All of them said that Jamar Chase, us drafting Jamar Chase was a mistake. All of them are jumping on the bandwagon now. They was not there the whole season. They was I, I mentioned I mentioned six guys. Your guy mentioned one guy. That's that's it. We got Nick Wright. Colin mm -hmm. Coward don't like us. Nick you know what I'm saying? Like we got Nick Wright and Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp wrote us all year. We got to the Super Bowl and he picked the 49ers. Shannon Sharp picked us preseason. Then he got to the middle of the week. We lost a couple of games. And now we weren't the Super Bowl favorites no more. Like we go through this too. Like yeah. y'all, I mean Well, well, for me, I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I'm gonna tell you the difference between I think us, like um this is just me personally. I don't know about any other uh, people or whatever. I watch film. I watch games. And I watch stuff. All them shows that you just named, I don't watch none of that. I don't know. Yeah, can I, I, I watch can, 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 can I curse <laughs> on here? Same here. Sure. Sure. Uh, okay. right here but but, but what, what, I, I was, I was going to just say it as, as clear as I can. I don't think the, the people that I know or the players that I know or whatever, like, we don't give a shit about none of them shows or none of that. I don't watch none of that. All I watch is games. We, I don't, I don't care what them people think because if if it was about what it what they thought, we'd be here. We wouldn't be in this conversation right now. We would have had four games. So when you say like you think our fan base is insecure and stuff like that, I think that's all. I think I feel like we're looking at we're looking at a guy that just came in here. I'm gonna just run you off a couple of different things real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you don't listen to that, and and y'all don't hear that. Where is the disrespect coming from? So oh, let me say, we still, we, so, we still so hear is, it. Like, I so don't this is Joe Burrow. This is Joe Burrow's real first year because his first year got cut short, right? First right. year didn't play the last game of the season because he set 4,611 yards. There are a couple of quarterbacks ahead of him. That's one of the stats that he's not at the top of, whatever, right? Passing touchdowns 34, but way less attempts. Completion percentage, he's the highest in the NFL at 70%. Go to yards per attempt, 8.9. While he's getting sacked 51 times, he's still completing more yards per attempt than any other quarterback in the National Football League. Passer rating, Aaron Rodgers at a 111, Joe Burrow's at a 111.1. He's literally .3 off in percentage of passer rating. So these are the things that they don't tell you all, I guess. And then as we move forward, and then we have conversations about 
Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. I'm like, where Josh Allen isn't on any of these lists. Interceptions, Joe Burrow was at a point mid-season where he was at 14. Last six, seven games, he didn't throw he didn't throw a pick up until last week where they had that bogus one. The refs called it an interception, so I'm going to go with the refs. So there we are at 14. But also, Josh Allen has 15 interceptions. Also, Justin Herbert has 15 interceptions. There's literally no category. I could keep on going. Time sack. To be throwing the ball, pushing the ball further down than any quarterback in the National Football League and be leading in sacks is something that has never happened in the NFL. And this is his first full season. Go to sack yards lost. Number one in that as well. When we go to the next category, like the, the stats are, they're mind-boggling. I'm not going to bore you with that. But for me, those are the different things that if if you were a Bengal fan, you'd probably be looking at that a little bit more and probably be saying like, yeah, Josh Allen isn't in any of these categories. But we know the talent of Josh Allen. But I don't live my life off of stats. I live my life off of results. Joe Burrow in his first real full season – Absolutely delivered. And, but we and know it, stats lie, though, right, Zim? Yeah, but you can't lie about who had the most yards, who had the most touchdowns, all these different things like that. Now, there are circumstances on why these guys have that. Like I said, Joe Burrow doesn't have as many yards as that. He didn't. They benched him for the last game because it was an, 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 it, it didn't mean anything. Yeah, but man. in his last six games, I mean, dude was thrown for 420 per. So if he would have kept on going, he probably went third probably in yards in the National Football League. But it didn't happen. And I'm not saying that stats are how we define anyone. I'm just saying that the results and what we're talking about versus people that don't get a chance to see him every day, people should be looking at some of those things and saying, you know what? This dude really did ball out and do what he had to do. Colin Cowherd, I did see that because I do pull clips, gave a great argument on why he thought Joe Burrow should be MVP. And a lot of other uh, uh, people said the same thing. There's a good argument to say that he's not. I would say that I think he should be in the conversation. We played Aaron Rodgers, took him to overtime. I blame the coaches for that loss because they took the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. But if you watch any Aaron Rodgers game this year, he doesn't push the ball down the field. He throws balls. He's 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 11th on there in yards per attempt. Joe Burrow's first. Who's pushing the ball down the field and still getting sacked and still getting himself up to be able to make a play? And that's always been Joe Burrow for us. I think Aaron Rodgers yeah, see, and, and Burrow do do something alike. They take a lot of sacks. I, Chuck mentioned that. I, I agree with that. I think both of them take a lot of sacks. Do y'all think uh, Joe RJ's, Burrow RJ. is going to have one of those games? He hasn't had a signature playoff game yet. Uh, I mean, I think, I think Joe Burrow at any moment can have a, a good game, right? Like, is he gonna come in at, and throw for five twenty five like he did against the Ravens? Nah, I don't. I don't think that there's a high possibility of of him doing that. But I think like I think a lot of people take away from the fact that last game, right? Like Zim said, that, to me that if you want to call that an interception, you can call it an interception, right? That's cool. But the man got sacked nine times and still threw for three hundred and forty yards like in that game. Cent. Like <laughs> and his completion times, percentage boy. in that game was was crazy. <laughs> so I, I think it's it's almost like asking, will Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert are they gonna have are they gonna throw for three or four hundred yards? I think any of those dudes can do that in their sleep. I'm not saying he's gonna throw for five hundred, but three hundred something like that. Yeah, I could see him doing that. Okay. It's the yeah. bet. It's a it's a really good bet online. I made it 
I think it was like two weeks ago. But the over or under on Joe Burrow throwing for 286. So Vegas thinks that he'll throw around that range in this game. But I don't think okay. that's I don't think that's okay, the so difference of them winning and losing. I, 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 I wanna think, I wanna know. We're not gonna interrupt you. I wanna know how Cincinnati comes in Sunday and wins the game. What 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 has to go right for Cincinnati to come in Sunday and win the game? The very first you want me thing to go first, or you want to go then? Yeah, let me answer this. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do a short version. You could kind of expand on it. So you talked about the TJ Hushmanzada interview we had. We did that. What was that two days ago? And he yeah, brought up some really good points. That's a person that played at Arrowhead a lot of different times. Um, he talked about early on Joe Burrow. Like this is the one thing that people don't understand about the team or how Joe Burrow is set up. We're so far. We're so ahead of the schedule on what I think the front office thought. They went to the uh, preseason, and I mean, I'm sorry, they went to the draft. Went and got a second round guard. Went and signed Quentin Spain. Went and signed Riley Reef, who is now on RI. I mean, injured reserve um, at right tackle. When that happened, people said, "Okay, well, Joe Burrow, we're going to be able to. We need to run the football more and protect them or whatever." Joe Burrow comes to the press conferences and says, "No, that's not what we're going to do." We're going to spread, right? And we're going to run the offense that I like at LSU. And I'm going to take sacks, and I'm going to get hit, and y'all got to deal with it, right? So most people from the outside looking in be like, man, he began sacked. But the same thing where I thought in the first game where Chris Jones had a big impact on that game and registered six pressures, Joe Burrow evaded four of them. I think Chris Jones might have ended up with two, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what Joe Burrow does on a weekly basis for us, though. And the one thing that the Titans presented was a front that wasn't trying to push and they weren't trying to, like, they create a wall. And I think that that's his kryptonite when I'm looking at film and I'm looking at some of these games after the, after the fact, I don't think that chiefs present that problem, but that's not to say that they can't put pressure on Joe Burrow. And TJ was saying early in this game, it's very important that he doesn't get, get sacked early. That's one of our major keys is like to make sure that the crowd isn't a big, big factor very early in the game, whether it be turn like throwing the ball away, um, you know, like just getting rid of it really quick and just not registering a sack to let the early crowd like when you know, when you first come to the game and everybody's standing up and everybody's super turned. And then sometimes you get into these games and a couple of run plays that are successful and stuff start to kind of bog the crowd down some. Right. Even though it is Arrowhead, I've been to every, I've been to 22 stadiums in the United States, or whatever. I've been to really loud ones. Um, I've been to some that aren't as loud, right? And he was saying that there are different points, and he mentioned this at Arrowhead. It was like if you could run the ball successfully early in the game, then that would be really big, and that would help reduce some of the crowd noise. Possibly, maybe it doesn't. Maybe everybody's so turned. Maybe it's so crazy that they can't stop it, and. That was one of the, the major points that I thought he said to start off the game. The other key point is that if we could sustain some of the early blows that are going to happen from the Chiefs, it's the Chiefs. Like, if you can sustain some of those blows and they don't register touchdowns early in the game, then I think that could limit, you know, like this onslaught that a lot of teams just end up getting blown out just because once you get into that type of deficit, now you're putting yourself in a hole. Now the defense in, now Frank Clark is 100% coming 100 <laughs> miles per hour because the threat of running isn't even there. So 
Okay, so so, so early okay. in the game, let so me basically you saying so then after that, if we then go into Kelsey, Kelsey is the leader of the offense to me. Travis, I mean uh Tyreek to me is the guy that he's gonna look for to make his big plays and make it happen and go on those deep crosses that kill people. But if you can, if you go look at the second half of the first time we played y'all, the very first thing that we did was disrupt the timing of Kelsey at the line of scrimmage. So one of the things that I think they're going to do early in that game, we have a guy named Trey Flowers who is the same size as Kelsey. We have more than one. <laughs> right. But for me, I just think that he's a he's the nucleus. Like you can have a bunch of guys just like I feel like we got a lot of guys, right? But if you can get hands on him, disrupt the timing, that could work in your favor. For, force Pat to scramble. I, got, I like guys like our version of our honey badger is Mike Hilton. So guys like that, I think can, if they can bring them down to the ground and make plays. When you hear us, me and Ace talk about our team, we always talk about us making plays, not what the opposition can do to mess up. The Bengals are never waiting for somebody to make a mistake to be as an end of be all to why we're going to win the game. It's up to T. Higgins. It's up to Jamar Chase. It's up to Joe Mixon, Uzama, all these guys to play above and beyond what they're normally playing. Joe Burrow came to the podium today and said, man, we nearly need to play a, a, a damn near perfect game. And I agree. And that's what it's going to take if you, if you want me to be 100% real. But early on, it has to be that they have to take Kelsey out of what he wants to do. Make Pat, Pat Mahomes, nine times out of ten, his first read is going to be Kelsey. If you can disrupt the timing, those are the things that we did in the second half of that football game. And I think those things go a long way because I think the media talks about our offense a lot, but the big part that a lot of people aren't talking about is our defense. defense. Our defense carried us for most of the season where there was about a six- to seven-week period where I feel like the defense kind of carried you guys. I think our defenses are, are the same in that regard, and they've stepped up in bigger games and they've done different things um, in some of these playoff games where – they relied on more like, hey, we'll do that. We wouldn't do that to Pat. If you saw in the first game we played y'all, six minutes left, we said we're not giving him back the ball. We're going to go and have the most long – we're going to have the longest drive that we possibly can. We're not going to make the same mistake that the Bills made. On, and, on the, in the opposite, in contrast, when we play teams like the Raiders or if you've seen our game with San Francisco or quarterbacks that are less than, we rely on our defense. And we just tell Joe Burrow to do the bare minimum, throw for 250, 300, 25 attempts, something like that, put the ball in Joe Mixon's hands. That's not that type of game. But if we get a lead, that's 100% what they're going to do. So, yeah. so ball control, defense, not get set. And no turnovers. I just throw in no, no turnovers. turnovers. No turnovers. Okay. You know what we got to do to beat y'all? You know what we got to do to beat y'all? I'm going to sum it up. Not getting 10 penalties. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it. That's something that we. That's yeah. another thing that we good at. We don't get penalties like that. That wasn't just against y'all. That's been like we like near the top of the league and not getting penalties. We are the, we are the least penalized team in the national. Are you saying that to suggest that the only reason that we lost the game is because you had ten penalties? That's no, not the only reason. reason. That's not the only. Uh, me, but that was your only me, reason hold on, hold on. why you could hold lose hold the game. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, yeah, hold on. Let me let me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We we played each other in week seventeen. Today, what's today? The 29th, 28th. Um, happy birthday to my cousin. 
Week 17 means nothing right now, bro. Like, none of that means anything. That's out the water. It was a good mm-hmm. game. Y'all won. Whether the refs helped y'all, whether we conspiracy theory, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. This is the AFC championship title game. What are y'all going to do Sunday to win that game? That's that's all that I'm talking about. It's not – we can't depend mm-hmm. on what happened in week 17. Sorry, stop, son. We, I don't, I don't know if you're talking to the week 17. It's not, it's not going to go that way. And, and y'all yeah. didn't play perfect that day. So you think you can bring that same energy, that same vibe, that same mm-hmm. – you got to bring that again? Well, you I just me. I just told you, you we, we, we play nearly a perfect game. Where did anybody say anything like, "Hey, anything look, we about, about to do exactly like I don't." <laughs> where did I say anything about week seventeen or any of that stuff? I ain't say none of that. But here, all right, here's what here's what here's what I got, man. It's not just the ten penalties, bro. It's just it's just not it's not just us getting ten penalties that's gonna win this game. Um, looking back on this regular season matchup, like. The secondary play was awful. Chuck, and I, we're not I talking about week 17. Week 17 is out the country. Week. Country. It means nothing. Hey, hey, let me cook. Bro, we got to chill. We got to chill with week 17. We lost out one. Good. We lost to Buffalo in week five. That's what it is. Totally different game. It's a totally different game. It's definitely a totally different game. I agree with you. Like, we're not, we're not, we all agree with that. We all agree. I don't, I don't, I want to, I want to, if I want, I do want to hear what he was going to say, but I think me and Ace are in conjunction when we say that week 17 has no bearing on Sunday. We have no bearing on Sunday. 100% agree. Like, we already know the difference between playing at home versus playing at Arrowhead. Like, just the fact that the game is in Arrowhead, that's, that's not going to be the same at all. Winning on the road, like period, let alone it being the AFC championship, is not an easy task whatsoever. Yeah, but yeah, I was about to get into the whole thing. I had to mute country for a sec, dog. Like, I gotta cook on this. Anyway, um <laughs> our bike. secondary play was I know he's mad, but anyway, our secondary play was terrible, dog. It's gotta be much better. Um, you know, having Tyron Matthew back is cool, but when I look back on that game, dog, it's like Tyron, he gotta play better, man. I think that was already like his worst game of the season. Um, I know two of them touchdowns uh, to me was on him. You know what I mean? He he took he gave I know the first touchdown he gave Jamar Chase uh, way too much space. You know what I mean? After Jamar caught the ball, you know he was out of position and Jamar was able to take off. And then on that second one, um, you know Tyler Boyd he had all kinds of room. You know just to get to the corner end zone. Um, you know time was a little late reacting on that. So uh, secondary plays definitely got to get better. Um, I know I'm confident that our front seven can get enough pressure. It's just that um, this defense is based on turnovers, getting turnovers, like getting turnover opportunities. So we just got to be able to create some turnovers this time around. And I think if we do that, we can score off those turnovers. And then uh, we can just take over the game at some point. That's what I feel about it. Yeah. yeah for, for, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. No, nah, you good, bro. I think personally – we do got to take something from that game. Of course, it's going to be a whole nother game. Chase not going to get 200. Nothing's going to be exactly the same, but it's things you can take from it. I think what we are underestimating is Kelsey and Tyreek had just got off the COVID list. They It took them a couple of weeks to get back back when that happened. I think that's one thing. I think the main thing we got to do better, what, what Chuck said, our, our secondary play wasn't that good. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Ward was in good position. A lot of those chase catches. Yeah. That's just Chase was being amazing. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to say our second. Yeah, was you in the, was you in the spaces last night? Uh, no. Nah, somebody, did, somebody else said the same thing, and I, I and I and I just and I, I didn't want to cut off your thought, but I will say this: that's what they tell us every week. That man, a guy was right there to make a play. He's that's special, what. Bro. That's that. That's what I'm saying. That, but that's literally like what he does best is like win 50-50 balls, yeah. step on somebody, make a one move, and then he out. He's like special. that's what he does best. Yeah. Like I, I can't even knock War for that, but I think as a whole, we tackled horribly that game. Like Chiefs are like number well one of the best teams with Yak, but Bengals is one of the best teams with Yak. That Chase touchdown, that sixty yard play. We're putting hands on them. We got to tackle them. Like you said earlier, uh, Chris Jones has six pressures. But if you don't wrap him up, it, it does nothing. So I think as a whole, we got to tackle better in space. On offense, I think we just got to be consistent all game, man. Like we started off the first half. We gave y'all what? 28? Was it 28 we gave them first half? Then yeah, we only gave y'all three in the, the first half. Yeah, it was 20, 28 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So y'all cut down the possessions. We got to just score all game. Andy Reid in the regular season sometimes takes his foot out the gas. Playoffs, not as much. So we got to continue to score. Kelsey and Tyreek not going to have games like they did week 17. Like the chances of him and Tyreek giving you 100 yards combined, that's great defense. But just like I don't think Chase is going to necessarily give you 200, but he's going to have 100. I just don't think you're going to keep Kelsey and Tyreek under that again. So I think it's going to be a hell of a game, though. Man. One one thing that I think – I I think um, this is one thing about the Bengals that they won a lot of different ways. If you go look at the Broncos game or something like that, we know that they didn't have a good enough quarterback. So we just threw one pass to Tyler Boyd, get a touchdown – play field position, and then dare the quarterback to beat us, right? One thing that Joe is going to do in this game is 100% run the whole entire offense through Jamar Chase in this game because they know that they have to score points. And anytime that a team says, we're going to take Jamar Chase away, which happens a lot, and a lot of them games that he had 150, 200 yards, team said that. And especially like the Ravens said that, they would – they would have two and three people where they have a cloud coverage over the top with the safety the whole entire game. You identify that with pre-snap and everything like that, and he absolutely destroyed them. And I and I think Marlon Humphrey is a pretty good cornerback, but Chase put 250 on his head, and he had help. So I only say this, that this, this doesn't mean that the Bengals win the game, but the concept of we're going to adjust what we're doing or we're going to adjust or whatever – Burrow and Chase got this thing where they look for certain things and they go for back shoulder and they'll, they'll get a hundred real quick. There is a world that they live in too, that if y'all showing too much love to them, we've seen games with T Higgins will have 200 yards too. So we do that too. Or there are games that Tyler Boyd has a hundred yards. So one of the things that I was saying last night is that we have three wide receivers that have a thousand yards. Now Tyler Boyd fell short of that by a hundred and I think eight yards or something, but these are three wide receivers that we've done. We've done that in three different phases of a game, like whether you take this guy away or take this guy away or whatever. So sometimes when I talk to opposing fans or anything like that, they'll say, yeah, I don't think this guy going to have that. But that's not really how our offense is ran. Joe Burrow's only purpose and the reason why he's going to go five wide with this shitty ass offensive line, his only purpose in life is to find the open man. 
if that means Uzama is open or anybody, it could be somebody else going to go get it. It would be up to, like you said, the Chiefs to wrap up, tackle, no yak, none of that type of stuff like that because Joe going to find the man. And it might yeah. mean that Jamar Chase don't go crazy or he, I've seen games where he does go crazy in tri- double and triple coverage. Zim, I think my, my Chiefs, thing. Go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead, Chuck. Okay, all right, my thing is this. Um, yeah, you guys have a talented wide receiving core. Like, any of those three guys can go off, no no problem. No problem with you guys saying that whatsoever. But I feel like in the past few weeks, after uh, T. Higgins came back, you know, Burrow's more focused on getting him acclimated in the offense again, and the numbers showed. But I feel like lately, you know, Burrow's depending on Jamar Chase more because, you know, it's the playoffs and it's winter going home and all that. I just feel like if we do – I just feel like we take away Chase – or try to take away Chase, you know, by putting two men on, over him majority of the game, I feel like it, it's going to put us in a position to have Burrow maybe press a little bit as long as we get him to make quick decisions. If we get him to make quick decisions to where we can take Chase out of the play, I think we can capitalize off of that, get some turnovers. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean, I don't – I don't. Uh, I'm not mad at you for thinking that, bro, because a lot of people – and, like, not even just a lot of people, a lot of teams think that because Jamar Chase is just so special – it kind of overshadows those other dudes. But, like, literally the way that this wide receiving core is kind of set up, there is, it, it almost makes it almost impossible to guard them because when you do shut down Chase, people don't realize how good T. Higgins is. And, like, the Ravens had to find that out the hard way. So if you do take the double coverage on him, you're going to open up T. Higgins. You're going to open it, up. And that, and that doesn't mean because we are playing the Chiefs. I just want to say this because I know that people in the comments will probably take that as a sound bite. Like, they saying they unstoppable. That doesn't mean that the Bengals win the game. Because yeah, at the, end of the, cause at the yeah. end of the day, the, the Bengals have to score 35-plus, right? So, like, it doesn't mean anything if T. Higgins, Tyler Boy, all these people go off and go 150, whatever. Right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the way that they're going to play coming up this Sunday – is totally different than what they did for the Raiders and what they did for the Titans in this aspect. Joe knows, just like he knew last time he played y'all, he wore Ace's shirt. He came out here with the Migos shirt when he, before he came because there's certain games that he'll come and be like, yeah, we got to cook. And if, he, and if y'all stop him from doing that, it's possible. Like, like he can make mistakes. He could do it like they're, this dude isn't invincible. You see what I'm saying? Right. But like – but right. if you if you make the mistake to say the last two games in the playoffs, he ain't do it. But like he knows he he picks like what games and whatever. When he got the ball back at the Titans game and they gave him the opportunity, I put a I put a knife in his chest. And he does that. Like every every time he was asked to do that on all the like look at our scores. Like that's what he does in the big moments and when it matters the most, he will. And think about this. He got sacked nine times and he still threw for 350. Look, I know we don't yeah, want to talk that, about that, week that seventeen. Made no sense. I know we don't want to talk about mm-hmm. week seventeen, but I think this is one of the biggest reasons y'all won, and it's it's prevalent now. We didn't even make any adjustments on Chase. Like we're not. I'm not even right. saying he's great. You heard me say that, right? Right. The whole game we played him the exact same from first to fourth. Mm-hmm. We never changed it up. <laughs> you stupid, Caleb. But we never changed it up. Like. I'm cool if Higgins gets some yards. I just don't want every play Joe coming and he's saying, look, we know what they're doing. Right. We made it too easy. He didn't even have to think. Mm-hmm. It was one-on-one all game. As long as we change it up, try to disguise it, try to do some shit to 
surprise him. We do that, I think mm-hmm. we'll be okay. We cannot defend him the same way for a quarter. It, that's just no. Nah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you let on me, that. Like me. for me, for me, the other thing is, and I try to tell the Titans this last week. The way that our team is set up, yeah, we you would think that we would just be a passing team, but there are times where Joe Mixon to start cooking too. And like we had a Ravens fan on, I think last week, and you know, Chase went off on them the first time, right? And so they were like, All right, we're gonna adjust the chase, right? Cool, they did that. But then T. Higgins going off on you for like 200. Then Joe Mixon is coming out of the back. Because Joe Mixon also can catch out of the backfield too. So he's not only a good runner, he's also a weapon there. And the thing that he said and he was trying to tell the Titans is you try to focus on one person, then this other person is going off on you. Then you're trying to stop this person and that person. And for y'all, it's the same, right? Like Tyreek Hill is going off on you. Then it's Travis Kelsey. That was my question to him. I had a question for country. I wanted to ask country this. Is there a world that you live in? Is there a world that we live in on Sunday where Tyreek Hill doesn't be Tyreek or Kelsey is not Kelsey and y'all win the game? Or is he still muted? <laughs> uh, no, we did that a couple times this season. I, I, you know what? I don't, so, no, that was a we don't legit, have to play I, different. I was asking a real we question. We don't have to play different. We don't have to change nothing up. I, your boy had a hell of a game. He had a historical game. I'm going to keep saying it. And we only lost by three with five seconds left to go in the game. Mm-hmm. We don't have to change nothing up. All we have to do is do our thing better. If we play like ours and we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, the results will be the same. We was up 27, 28 to 7 at one point, right? And then we start shooting ourselves in the foot, terrible penalties, lack of lack of play calling. We took the uh, thing off the gas. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't see. I don't see it, bro. I don't see us losing. I don't see what we need to change up. Jamar Chase is not going to have 266 yards every time we play. It's if, impossible. If you don't change up, bro, he would. That's, so that's what you saying. That you I would. Bring it then. If that's what Jamar Chase has, Jamar Chase <laughs> got to have 266 yards. Boogie, nah, I, I, would, I wouldn't expect y'all to come out with the same game plan. Yeah, I, want I want all the smoke. <laughs> Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, please bring your A plus game, bro. Get two hundred seventy nine yards this time, please. Bro, I'm all we care you. about is the W. We all, right. It don't matter. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, but that's why I asked the question. I'm, I'm asking a real, a, a real legit question. Let me ask you then, Chuck. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to take over Get the that, fuck but, out, but, man, but I got, I'm but I. Get, I got a real question where I just want to ask you, is there a world where like, say, say that like what I'm saying from the Bengals standpoint, my defense is going to try to stop Kelsey from getting off. Right. Is there a scenario that you could see like Byron Pringle or uh, McCole Hardman or something like that? Like say I'm able to do what I want to do and I'm able to stop Travis Kelsey and disrupt the timing of Patrick Mahomes, whatever the lineman screams. Do you think that there's a world that y'all live in that Kelsey gets shut down or he's limited and he doesn't – Kelsey isn't Kelsey and you still win the game? Um, I mean, we don't had it. We not had this – we kind of had this scenario before a little bit. Um, it, it didn't result in a win before. Um, I know we played the Colts one game on Sunday night and Pringle got off a little bit but resulted in a loss. But 
it, it's like, you know, if you shut down either Tyreek or Travis, I mean, one of those guys they have proven they can step up. Lately, uh, Pringle has stepped up. I know Pringle's been getting the end zone quite often in these past few games. That's regular season and, and in playoffs. Pringle's, and route then, running, Pringles route running is super slept on. Shout out to my boy Nat. My boy Nat uh, works out with Jamar, and he works out with Pringle in the offseason. So shout out to them. I'm sorry. But Pringle's super – his route running ability is super underrated. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just need, I, he just, he just got to get more consistent hands in the offseason. But I like what I'm seeing from him lately. Uh, McCole Hardman, they not using him like a number two receiver anymore. They using him to his strengths more often. Like they using him more of a gadget guy, but in a sense, we using him like out in space. Like just get him in one on one matchups to have him beat one guy. And um, and also we've been kind of lining up in the backfield too. We kind of sort of using him like Debo a little bit, uh, not as much, but we found ways to get him to be successful in these past few games, and that's worked out too. So. The other guys have proven they are capable of stepping up, whether you shut down Tyreek or Travis. So I'm still confident that we can win the game. I was going to ask you about McKinnon, too. Didn't that start with the Bengals, yeah. though, when McCole got that deep catch, right? He yeah, McCole definitely that was, that was Pringle on the first one, on the first miscommunication touchdown, right? The, the It was like a deep post. McCole like, caught that deep one, but I don't think he scored, though. I Pringle didn't score a touchdown in that game, like the first or the second touchdown in that game. I yeah, got Demarcus. Ro- Demarcus Robinson scored the DeMarcus, first okay, touchdown, right, and then, right, then, right, then right, Travis right, Kelsey okay. scored the second one. So okay. Demarcus, Demarcus, will have a game on you too if you sleep on him. That was He's the craziest thing when I was watching that game because you would think like if you stopping or not stopping but slowing down Tyreek and Kelsey, like that the dudes that they were going to wouldn't be making plays like that and. That's the one thing that stuck out to me. Anytime y'all needed it, I was like, damn, even the fourth option is coming down with it. Like that was that that kind of caught me off guard last game. I think the difference, like, I think all of y'all third, fourth, McKen- I, I'm scared of McKinnon out the backfield, honestly. Yeah, McKinnon but, out of the backfield, yeah, but, definitely. Um I think all of them are capable. The difference, I think, for the Bengals is God willing, the health and everything has been on our side for our what we call the Migos or whatever. And for us, I don't even know if you just call it consistency. For our three wide receivers, the reason how they got them numbers is just because every single week, that's just the that, like there is no weeks off for them three. Like that's what so that's why I always challenge like or not even challenge, just ask the question like, hey, if Kelsey don't go off, like can y'all still win if this guy goes? If Tyreek don't go off, can because one of these three. One of these three right here, they going like they have a thousand yards. All of them have a thousand yards because every single week, there's not a week that none of them like they all get off. Even in our lowest scoring efforts, like the lowest scoring ones, one of them going to get a hundred, like regardless. But I think that goes to the Andy Reid point y'all was making earlier. He's very specific every week. Like it mm-hmm. might be Pringles' week, it might be McCole's week. Like every, he, that's what he does. That's what's great about him. So I, I think we can't. I don't think. We could win if both of them have, get locked up. Like if you said, I don't. But I, like I said earlier, I don't think both of them. The chances of that happening, is right? Happen. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's a we real Bengals fan out here that could sit out here like it, it surely isn't me and think that Definitely they could replicate <laughs> what they did in the second half of that football. I think Bengals fans use it as a reference point to say, "Hey, look, these are some of the things that we did." But being realistic. You couldn't walk into the AFC Championship at Arrowhead and think 
that they're going to walk away with 20 or like we had like 25 yards yeah, or whatever. You, you can't expect to think that you can go in yeah, the air and be down by whatever, 14 points, know. two right. scores, and then hold the Chiefs to three points in it. That's why when we bring up seven, six, week 17, I'm like, hell nah. Like, that's the last thing that I wanted to do is go right. in the arrowhead and go down by two scores against the Chiefs. Nah, nah, think, I'm not I trying to do for that. The players, for the players, it gives them confidence. And somebody made a um Somebody made a remember we was on a show just like an hour ago and somebody said, like, yeah, we seen the Chiefs bleed before, right? So that's a concept mm -hmm. like in boxing or anything like that. Like you see your opponent bleed, like you're looking at that now, like maybe a little bit different. And I know our guys like the right. mentality of them, they're not tripping off of like that was so interesting about the spaces and everything. It's like the concept of like, well, we've been here and this is what this is how it goes that was like the message that was being conveyed to us last night and i know like one player that actually i sent him the link to it and i think he listened to some of the stuff or whatever but regardless i know for a fact if you watch any of it like the way that they move the way that they are these are these is like these is like like these is like they not thinking about <laughs> none of that type of stuff like they're like from these hoods like all of these dudes so they're not thinking about none of that stuff like, oh, yeah, I'm scared of the moment type, whatever. Like, anytime the light's been bright, they've always been able to uh, answer the call. And I can assure you, they're not thinking about seniority or anything like beforehand. That's why the challenge to me is always the Chiefs got to be the Chiefs. Like, it can't, like, if, if it's like we're waiting for the Bengals to make a mistake, I think that's a mistake. And I don't think that the Chiefs are game planning that way. I'm just saying, like, if a fan is thinking, Oh yeah, we're gonna sack them nine times. Like, nah, no, like no. you're you're gonna sack them for sure. hundred yeah. percent you're gonna get sacked on Joe Burrow, but that's part of his game. It's weird. I hope next year and the years after it is not a part of his game. But right now, he's he said it like this is what we're gonna do. Like, I don't care. But it'd be silly for a fan to think that they could replicate the second half of that football game. And I and I also think Zoom, like it's gonna sound crazy when we say this, or when I say this, and it's probably gonna be like, you know. This sounds like a team that's never been to the Super Bowl before, but I'm gonna be real, and I've said this a couple of times. I think this game right here for us is more important than the Super Bowl because of how much people respect the Chiefs because they know that you've been a Super Bowl champion, they know that you got a good chance of repeating. So, this game right here is actually the game that you got to get to to get to the Super Bowl, and it's Honestly, some people might feel like it's more important than the Super Bowl just because who you have to play to get there. Like when you talk about the other side, right, the NFC side, like Jimmy Garoppolo, like, come on, man. I wish we had Jimmy Garoppolo right now in the 49ers on a platter. And so, like, for me, like I feel, having I feel, to go I feel like the Chiefs cook and both homes in Arrowhead, like in like, Arrowhead. Matt, Matt Stafford like, don't the want Super Bowl no, is at Matt a mutual Stafford don't spot. want no smoke. Matt Stafford or Jimmy G don't want no smoke with Pat Mahomes. Joe Burrow no, is the yeah. last to me. Like, I hate that they, they say that last week was the AFC championship or whatever. Cause to me, like I said, I believe in Joe, like a hundred percent. Joe, you that, know like, Joe, Joe heard that. Right. <laughs> and, and Joe heard it. And, and, and it and it might have been a more spectacular game. We'll 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 find out on Sunday. I right. just know, like personnel-wise, going to the Super Bowl, the Bengals would absolutely destroy the 49ers. Like, that's like, I, I'll be on record, recorded, whatever. Mm -hmm. They would destroy the 49ers. The Rams present a big problem for big the Bengals, yeah, but the Rams yeah. don't present that same problem to the Chiefs, I don't feel like, because Matt Stafford, I don't think, is ready to go duel for duel, throw for throw with Pat Mahomes. Whereas Joe Burrow, you're going to find out Sunday, 
whether he gets knocked out or whatever, is 100% game, ready to go. I think y'all underestimating how Mahomes feels about this matchup, man. That's another difference when we talk about how y'all was talking about earlier, these young quarterbacks. The mm -hmm. difference between Mahomes is he plays great in the regular season, but then mm -hmm. in the playoffs, he plays at like another level. Right. Like, and, and we've been seeing all this Burrow attention. Like they say, Petty Mahomes, man. He wants to outplay Burrow. He he been hearing mm -hmm. it. He know. We're not he's not going in here like, oh man, we're going against Jimmy G. He knows right. I have to outplay this dude that's trying to come from my spot. Mm -hmm. I think he gonna do it, man. Y'all like to man, y'all know how it is when you got a little cousin, man. And he's starting to get a little bigger, and you be touching him up, and you like, shit, man. Next year he might be able to. <laughs> next year y'all be there, man. But right now we we still smacking y'all up a little bit. That's what's gonna have to happen. That's how I feel. No, I respect. I respect that. Um, yeah, man. That that's dope that you said that. But one thing that I just thought about, um, we was talking about Josh Allen and and Joe Burrow earlier. Remember what y'all quarterback said to to Joe after the game? He said, "I'm gonna see you in the playoffs." That already lets you know that he got the respect of uh, Pat Mahomes. He real recognized, real, and that's what Joe Burrow said. A bunch of respect for you when they dapped up, and he said, Joe, I'm gonna "See you in the playoffs." I'm gonna tell you, Joe Burrow's black. <laughs> Joe Burrow's what? Joe Burrow's black. <laughs> Doctor Umar. <laughs> Anyway, man, here's my biggest question. Here's my biggest question to y'all, man. Is y does y'all offense travel? Because I've seen a few of y'all games, and there was times mm. where y'all was struggling to get that ball in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, depend on that's true. Evan McPherson quite often, and McPherson mm -hmm. he was he was a beast this year kicking those field mm -hmm. goals. You know what I mean? Because when you play us, you have to score touchdowns, and in this game. We mm -hmm. mentioned many times this is a road environment, like the toughest road environment in the NFL. Like, does your offense travel in comparison to when y'all play at home? Yeah, I, I think at the game. beginning of the season, we definitely had some some struggles, like as far as the offense. And that's why we said, like, when it comes to like defense and stuff, it doesn't tell the whole story. Cause like the first half of the season, we had explosive plays and stuff like that, but it wasn't really consistent. And really the defensive unit overall was actually outplaying the offense. Um, but once the Jamar Chase thing kind of clicked and they got everything going, um, they were an offense that was really able to put up points in bunches. The thing that threw us off, in my opinion, with the Raiders is we have ran so many like Joe Mixon usually goes crazy against the Raiders. Like so we were kind of expecting to tailor our game plan kind of to that. And when it didn't really work, it kind of threw us off in that sense. And we obviously should have converted more times in the red zone. With the Titans, I feel like they were already kind of an elite red zone defense. They don't really allow too many people to score against them. But here's the thing. I hate talking woulda, coulda, shouldas, but think about that screen to Chase. Like, if Chase doesn't get tripped up at the end of that by that safety, that's six. Like, that's a touchdown. Like, there's certain plays in that game where it's like that. Um, but the offense, to answer your question, the offense can travel on the road, and you're right. It, that's another key to this game. You cannot not score against the Chiefs. Um, I do feel like they can score against the Chiefs, but like you said, they have to be consistent with it. But I do fully believe that with this game, Joey B, they they already know that. Like they already interviewed T. Higgins and all of them before that, and they were like, "We have to execute. We can't come in here with Evan McPherson, like you said, and just expect a field goal fest against Pat Mahomes and Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs."
I wanted to ask you about your your kicker or whatever. In the last game, right? So Evan is super, super confident. Super, super confident. And I remember um the I think it was Tony Romo before he you know he's about Next. to make his kick. He like he's the second best in the NFL. Yep. Evan McPherson 100 percent heard that. And Evan McPherson had a really, really good year. Then but Butker comes back out and then shanks the extra point, right? Do you think that that's a point or something that you all will be – I said this on our show, that maybe if there's a fourth down situation where maybe it's like a field goal range or something like that, that they may – maybe they'll go for it. I mean, versus, the only time you really – Versus kicking only, it like a 55-yard kick or something like that. I mean, the, I mean, if it's like a fourth and one or a fourth and two, we definitely going for it. A hundred percent. I think we no going question. for it too. Again, we y'all, we gotta go for it. <laughs> but I think, I mean, the but like, how confident do you feel about? Like, let me rephrase it. How confident do you feel about him going into this game after what Very happened confident. in the last game? Very confident. Yeah, because the one thing about Bucker, um, he doesn't have like two bad games in a row. Like, it's rare that he has two bad games in a row. Um, it was just one of those things last game, man. Like, it, he, he was just off. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, I think in this game, if we get in a situation where we had to kick a field goal, I can count on him to make it. And, like, and the reason I know that is he kicked the game time field goal that had in the overtime. It was like a 47, 48 yard field goal that we needed to go to overtime. So that's another reason why I'm confident that Bucker's going to get it together. But at the end of the day, we want to score touchdowns. And, so. and Bucker then had problems before with extra points. Then he'll make a fifty-yard kick. So I'm not worried about his right. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I, I think <laughs> I, I think one of the things about Evan McPherson going kicking all these field goals in the playoffs is I think the our staff realized in that game because a lot of people ask me why didn't we kick a field goal at the end of the game that we had in Week 17, right? Because the clock's going down, fourth down. A lot of people say, "Why don't you just kick the field goal?" Our staff understands that you have to score touchdowns, and if you just hand the ball back to Pat, it's an L, right? So a lot of these kicks, like Evan McPherson had more 50-yard-plus field goals than anybody in the NFL, and that's because this year when we play lesser than quarterbacks, like they gear in on quarterbacks. Like I don't – the coaches, whoever they play, they, they I don't even say they clam up. They just rely on the defense more. For for our matchup, they're not going to be kicking in field goals. They're, they're going to go for fourth downs like a lot Situations more for sure. Matter. For sure. Right. And and yeah. I guess for us, that kicker, our kicker is more confident. Ever. Like if it's a game on the line, yeah, he like I don't know if y'all seen him on uh I, I see I don't watch these shows, but people send me the clips. I post them on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But he was on Pat McAfee or whatever. He was super confident. Saying he's gonna break the playoff record for field goals and stuff like that, but that's just you know like that's one thing that I think is underrated in this game is like, what are the kickers like? You know, these are two of the best kickers in football. Yep, and the only bad game that Pearson had was that Packers game, and I feel like that game was kind of fake, honestly. <laughs> all them, both he, he hates that crazy one. Field goals. He hates that game. Like he brought that up too, and he was like, "Ah, that fifty yard." Because I mean, he had a chance. I said, "Yeah, we could have beat Aaron Rodgers." But honestly, me, me and Ace went back and forth on that one. I honestly put that more so on the coach. That was early in the year, right? Joe Burrow was cooking, cooking to get them to overtime, whatever. Then they let him off the hook. Did some stupid stuff. Let Aaron Rodgers come back down the field, kick a field goal, send it to overtime. We go to overtime. They run. They do. They get all the way down the field. Joe still cooking, cooking, cooked them up. I think, uh, yeah, cook them up. 
Then was we that, that when they still had him on the, the throw? I'm gonna say thing? is Jair Alexander still out there? Was that one? Yeah, nah, Jair, still, I think was I think out of that game. He was, at, all right, he was cool. out that game. Cool, but still cook, go down the field. They go into like the 35 yard line or so, run three straight run plays. Then, but remember, then asked the young kicker had... to come out there and go kick a field goal into the win. And then the 50 yard kill field goal looks up the middle. It looks like it's good from a lot of angles. And then hooks uh, left at the end, get a ball mm-hmm. back to Aaron Rodgers. It's a wrap. That was that was yep. Tuesday. And remember when they had Joe Burrow on that pitch count of like 30 throws? Right, 25. So that's 25. another storyline. Like 25 or something. Joe Burrow accomplished all those things that I said earlier in the show. And he was on a 25 pitch count from week one to week eight. Because our owner was pissed that he got his knee tore up last year. And so because of the offensive line and all of that, he like limited, he kind of essentially limited how many times a game Joe Burrow would throw. So it wasn't until like what, like week 12's in where they took that leash off. It was like week 12 or 13 or something like that. Right. Where they finally let him throw for more than 30 times. Right. Yep. All right. Well, j- j- just to um, just to kind of wrap things up, you know, what I mean, because uh, we're a little bit short on time. Uh, let's go ahead and get to we the predictions long. and everything. Yeah, we definitely went long. So um, we we'll start with you guys, of course, man. Of course, y'all riding with your squad like we riding with our squad. But yes, how's sir. it going to play out? How's it going to play out score wise? Who's going to be our guy on offense, defense and like a sleeper? I think I think for me, I'm I'm sticking consistent with what I've said on every show that's asked me for a prediction. I think it's gonna come down to them kickers, man. So I got it 38-35 Bengals. I think the X factor is is gonna be Joe Mixon in this game. I think Joe Mixon is somebody that nobody's talking about. Um I think Chase obviously um under the radar guy, I'm going to go with Chris Evans, like I said last night. I think his returns on special teams, I think something might happen there on, on one of the returns. Um, okay. For me, same set of circumstances as far as Mixon goes or whatever. Mixon was the second uh, – had the second most rushing yards in the National Football League, not just the conference. So when they talk about, like, a lot of different things, I feel like Mixon is one of those guys that make a lot of different plays – um, at, at some very, very important points in a, in a football game. So that's somebody to look at. Uh, uh, from the linebacker position, I want to point out Logan Wilson because he's one of them guys that always just runs to the football. And he had a separated shoulder for probably about like three or four weeks, and then he came back, and he had the game-winning interception at the end of uh, the game last week. And for most of the year before he had that separated shoulder, he had about four or five interceptions and was top of the league, and he's just one of them guys that always is just around the football. So I'm always looking for him to make a play. I think Jesse Bates is going to have to play like the Jesse Bates that we think he is um, and have his best game of the year. In the last two games, those have been the best games that Jesse Bates has played all year. If you're a Chiefs fan and you don't know who Jesse Bates is, he's a safety um, for the Cincinnati Bengals, and um, he's really good. Oh, yeah, he's a dog. Yeah, so so, no, I'm I'm pretty sure I I didn't know if it – Jesse Blake plays safety. I know these aren't household names. I'm saying Logan Wilson, Jesse Bates. These... I know a lot about Jesse Bates. He's right, one of right. the best safeties in the league. He also right. won? No, he's not. Not this year, no. <laughs> this was this was like an off year, but I will say this. In the playoff game, these are his best two games. So, yeah, for me, yeah. in order, if, if the Bengals want to have a shot at stopping anything at Tyreek, like Jesse Bates has to be the rangy safety that we think he is. Von Bell uh, uh, in combination with Trey Flowers, 
is what they're going to probably do against Kelsey. To me, you can't stop Kelsey, but I just think that those they match up really well as far as like their body types, speed. Trey Flowers is the starting corner for the Seattle Seahawks for probably about five, six years on that that Legion of Boom defense or whatever. But now we've converted him to a hybrid safety corner that just goes out there and checks Wallers of the world, Kelsey's, and that's going to be his job too. And also because um, uh, we've had a lot of other things happening that didn't go our way, Flowers has been really, really good on special teams as a gunner as well too. So those are like my three guys that I think are going to be super slept on for the game. And Zim don't do predictions. He's superstitious. He don't do predictions like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all good, though, man. I like the detailed breakdown you gave. What you got, Boog? Players for the game? Yep. Score prediction, all that. Okay. Offense, I'm going to go back with McColl. I think McColl is going to get some favorable coverages this week. He had that 50-yard catch against them last time. I think we're going to come out passing. So, I, I'm liking McColl this week. Defense, I'm going to go Frank Clark because he, he was getting a lot of pressure on Burrow last game. I think we need a turnover, like y'all said. So I'm looking for either him or Ingram to try to give me a strip sack. I know Burrow was real good protecting that ball, very good protecting it. But I, I, I either want a strip sack or I want him to get hit throwing it, get us an interception. We need a turnover. And uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 31 – 20. Chief, I think we're going to win a little more comfortably this time. I think it's going to be a close game. Just towards the end, we pull we pull away a little bit. Uh, I think uh, y'all still going to do – Burrow still going to do what he do. I think uh, Chase probably still going to give us 100-plus. But I think we – I'm hoping Spags finally make some adjustments. And we switch it up. We try to confuse Burrow. Maybe get them to throw the ball, get us a little turnover, and we win it. So I'm gonna go thirty-one twenty. All right. So country, you ain't saying that in a minute, man. What you got, <laughs> man? Just, man, hey, hey, at least, hey, at least give us some players, dog. At least give us some players you think that's gonna ball. Oh man, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jesse Bates, Sam Hubbard. Uh, did I say Joe Mixon? I gotta say him twice because he's gonna ball out. So, yep. <laughs> all right, man. All right, I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and do mine, man. You know, country's a little hot. Forgive me. Forgive us, y'all. Forgive us. Um. Okay. So, here's a few things, man. Uh, Joe Mixon. Yes, he's a great player. You guys have mentioned him many times. He can do some damage too. Um, but. We've seen throughout the course of the year, like, you watch the Chiefs. Uh, Nick Bolton, he leads all rookies in tackles for loss. Um, he's, he's up there in tackles. Like, he's really good against the run. Um, so, I think we could slow Joe Mixon down in that manner if he does get to, like, the second level. You know what I mean? Um, and then, like, coming out – and then, like, if Mixon catches out the backfield, I think Willie Gay is athletic enough to, you know, stay with him just for a certain period of time. Um, so I like I Willie Gay, by the we, way. I liked him coming out of college. I really was a we wanted him. <laughs> we wanted yeah, him. We wanted him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. So I think that's the drive we had with Akeem Davis Gaither, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, my bad, bro. We didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> oh, you good. So, you good. So, like, I think we could take mixing away in that manner, but 
uh, as far as the wide receivers, yeah, that's definitely going to be our big concern still. Uh, and we and we mentioned before, like Jamar Kate, Jamar Chase, he can still get his, but I just don't see another two hundred yard game. Now, do we have to be worried about Higgins and Boyd? Yes, definitely. I mean, those guys are super talented too. Uh, we see Higgins do damage before. We seen Boyd do damage before, but I feel like if Burrow has to go to a secondary guys more often, um, I think we got a better chance. Um, mm. And somebody mentioned in the comments earlier in the show that you can't sleep on CJ Uzama either because uh, Burrow, he'll hit him underneath. You know what I mean? He'll hit him on a key third down and stuff. Um, you know, so like defensively for me, um, you know, Chris Jones, I mean, Chris Jones, that's the easy answer. You know what I mean? Um, but the sleeper in this game is probably Turk Warden. Whenever Turk Warden comes in the game, because Turk Warden, you know, that's uh, that's part of the depth that we have on the defensive line. He he's came in spot situations and gotten pressures and gotten a sack or, or two. So I think he's gonna be a sleeper in this game, uh, just because the Bengals' interior offensive line is just not good, and I think we can take advantage of that, uh, mixing in some guys from the bench just to see just if uh, somebody like Jaron Reed. Needs a breather or something. They got a sad um, last game too against them. Yep, yep. So, um, offensively, offensively in this game, um, I'm gonna roll. You are Boogie said McCall, so I'm gonna roll with. Man, I don't know, man. Like the last game, we was able to run the ball pretty good. I know you guys mentioned like y'all have a good run defense, but I think it was a little more physical. In that um in that regular season matchup, and I think we could do it again, man. I just think our interior offensive line, and we get Orlando Brown back this time too. That's a guy that y'all been familiar with for that, years in that AFC good North. Good so that's the game so we for, got hurt in uh, pregame. I mean, warm ups, right, Chuck? Yep, you got hurt in warm ups. That's a good point. So yeah, man. Um, so I'm gonna pick a running back, and I think I think Clyde's gonna do it again, man. I think Clyde has a good game. So um. I'm going with Clyde Erickson <laughs> on the offense end. Y'all be up and down on Clyde, boy. It seems like people either rocking with him or they just – and I like Clyde coming out of LSU. We did too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's, 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 it's a mixed bag here in Chiefs Kingdom, man, and I think more and more people, they starting to lean towards, man. Let's get McKinnon the ball more. And, I mean, I'm cool with that too, but – I just feel like the I feel like the running I think we could do some things in the running game, man. I just think we're a little more physical up front against y'all, and I think it's gonna bounce things out, bounce some things out in the office, and it's gonna open everything up. So. Gore had eighty yards rushing against them when we played them, right? Um, Gore he barely touched the ball, but when he did touch the ball, he had a, he had one big run in that game. It was D. Will then, that had eighty yards rushing. Yeah, D. Will, D. Will had fourteen. Had, he, he had four. He had fourteen carries for eighty four yards. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, that's gonna include the show for tonight, man. I, I thank you fellas for hop, hopping on Zim, um, Ace Boogie, y'all doing y'all thing over there, yes, Bengals sir, Nation, Who sure, Day, all that. So you know, um, make the best team win, dog. A hundred percent, man. Bro. Make 100%. sure, yeah. I about to say, I, I appreciate y'all having us on here, talking ball, bro. This is what we do. I love it. I love that you fellas got y'all show together and y'all got y'all stuff ready and. You on point, so I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Yep, for sure. But just know, just know, you got to get through us to get to the bowl. We Damn, know, we know, we know, we know. I don't think it's happening, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wait know. a little longer. <laughs> we know, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Show, man. All right, man. All right, country, yeah. easy, bro. Mm-hmm. 
So country man. So country man. Um, big ball game on Sunday, my brother. Big ball game on Sunday. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. You didn't end it though, bro. Are we done? Or what? No, nah, we still on. We still on. I'll just give you another chance to see if you have any, any more words before we get out. I had, man, I had some situations in the background with my kids. So I had to, I'm sorry about that, man. I was in and out. So my apologies to everybody. So, but it's going to be a good game. Uh, we definitely going to win. And uh, we'll see Sunday. We'll see y'all after the game. Yep, for sure. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment on all the social media platforms. Till the next hey, yo, yo, yo. Thanks to everybody that followed this week, uh, that subscribed, that liked. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all. We had a big jump this week, man. And uh, uh, we, we, we definitely appreciate y'all. We got something coming special for our fans and people that rode with us since day one. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely – I'm okay, Chris. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll see y'all after the game, man. Win or lose, we'll see y'all after the game. Yep. So yeah, man. Hit. I'm gonna talk about the milestones real quick. We had over a thousand followers on the Twitter. We reached that. I got over 200 subscribers on the YouTube. We reached that. So salute to y'all on that. And I think on Facebook we approached 500 on that. So uh, salute to everybody who's been rocking with us, man. And then I want to shout to. I want to shout a specific follower on the Instagram page. All the way, Trey. Uh, a few weeks ago, he commented. Um, you know, what I mean, he's an Uber driver and. He was just talking about how he finally found a podcast that's relatable. You know what I mean? Like we can relate to because not only we give out good cheese content, you know, we, we we talk about stuff that's relatable as well. We mix that in. So uh, we just try to do we, we just try to put out the best content possible, man. And I appreciate all the feedback, whether it's good, uh, bad or, you know, just uh, just any type of criticism. So, um, But, yeah, man, till the next episode, we're out of here, y'all. Let's go, Chiefs.